All right, good morning, everybody. Nice to see you. This is Mike Courtney, and I'm joined by our good friend, Steve Parisi from IBC Global. Steve, how are you today? How's the week going? Hey, Mike, I am doing great. Week's going a mile a minute as usual. It's warming up outside though. It's, it's going well. How about I you? can hear the snow thawing behind me. Yeah. Feeling good. I'm ready to get, get back out there. I feel like it's been a uh, deep freeze for a couple of weeks. It's going to be nice. Yeah, cold. Makes your runs a little easier in the morning. Oh, this morning was not pleasant. It was cold and I was just not not with it. But it's done. It's in the books. Yeah. 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 So I want to talk to you today about, um, you know, some like some real life stuff. A lot of times uh, guys like you and I are so focused on case design, on policy design, on upfront um, goals and expectations. You've got a team that really manages the back end of the sales process. And I just want to hear a little bit about what you're seeing from your clients with regards to cash value life insurance. Mm -hmm. How are they using these policies? How do the loans work? Do you see folks that are repaying loans and paying interest? Do you see folks that are more often uh, accumulating inside the policy, those loans and interest? Give me a snippet of, you know, kind of some things that you're seeing there. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I would, I would put that into to three categories. Um, category one being someone that just is accumulating cash. They've got a death benefit concern as well, typically, but they view this as a fixed asset. They can position funds here and they view it almost as a bond alternative. They'll say that a lot. Hey, it's a municipal bond alternative, tax-free. I love safe money. Yeah, a lot of times that is the approach, especially people in higher tax brackets. That is so, so common with them in corporations. The liquidity is important. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, they they usually don't touch it. They they know they can, but they don't need to. They're putting away a, a significant amount of money, maybe several hundred thousand dollars or seven figures per year. They're putting it there. It's accessible, but it's just their safe bucket of money. So that's category one. Category two would be someone who is actively using the policy, meaning a real estate investor, someone using it to pay off debt they want to get rid of, a business owner that's using it for their business that will flow money through a policy. And they've got a similar goal to the first individual. Hey, safe, liquid, tax-free area to position money accumulates beautiful over time. But I want to use this cash instead of just being a cash cow and having a lot of money in the bank doing nothing. They, they don't like that. They'll put it here instead. And then as opportunities arise, say they want to buy a piece of property for three hundred dollars or $500,000, they will leverage their policy through a direct loan or they'll assign it as collateral to a lender for a better interest rate. Depends on the individual's preference there. Um, but they'll actively use that policy. So if they're borrowing from the policy, that specific process typically entails them taking a loan when they take that loan they can use their online portal or their mobile app with most insurance carriers. And once they receive the loan, um, well, let me back up. They'll use the online portal or reach out to our office because we do have a client relations department that 
their their core focus, they, they do a lot more than loans, but they make sure loans go as smooth as possible. For example, you or I could take a loan and use our from our policies, use our mobile app and select direct deposit. And sometimes insurance companies mail a check. Right. And that can be frustrating if it's time sensitive or just because you're like, hey, I, I don't have time to go to the bank or like, I can't do that. I want to direct deposit. So our client relations department will reach out to the client, send them the proper forms, the direct deposit forms, the loan form, work with our contacts at the carriers. This way it's three to five business days. The timing is proper. We follow up with them because we want that buttoned up nice and tight so the customer service is top, top notch. Things do go wrong sometimes, gets delayed, but we've got our finger on the pulse making sure it goes smooth for the client because it's their money. Like you got to do it right. So when taking those loans, um, the majority actually do work with our office and our client relations department um, and they do a fantastic job just with working with our entire client base, which has grown quite a bit over the years. And as far as how we see people using the money or, or I should say treating those, those loans is most will pay at least the interest um, when it comes due. Not too many people neglect it. Um, if life does happen, they might defer the interest for a year or two, but then we see them sell a piece of property and pay the loan off in full or something like that. Um, but typically we'll see most policyholders pay interest only to prevent it from compounding. Some will take a disciplined approach just if that's their mindset, they'll say, hey, can I set up automatic payments with the insurance carrier? I know I don't have to, but can I just have it drafted monthly? Some people do that. And then and then most will say, okay, like, how's it work? I get a bill for the interest at the, the end of each year on my policy date. Okay, I'm good with that. And then I'll just sporadically throw money at that loan balance, like paying down a line of credit. At my discretion, I'm in control. I don't have them sending me a bill every month. They like that aspect, but typically they'll attack it at discretion. Right. Yeah. What about speci more specifically, do you find the, I'm going to call them the debt restructure folks. Do you see in real life, if I'm trying to restructure debt and I use my policy values to offset some kind of debt, and then start making regular payments yeah. mm -hmm. as if I was had really restructured that debt with a third-party lender. Do you see that or it's more kind of mixed bag? Yeah, really good question. Um, it, it's more mixed where, I mean, my personal opinion is if you're restructuring debt, say you've got sufficient cash value to pay off $100,000 in credit cards, car loans, and other debts that have higher interest than you like, than you'd like. A life insurance policy can do a ton of good there. <laughs> so let's say you wipe it out. I am a fan of saying, okay, we've consolidated it, but we don't want to just take the approach to say, okay, it's off the table now. I'll, I'll deal with the policy loan whenever because you, you don't have to pay it back. But really, if our plan was to use the policy to wipe out debt and we want that debt off our balance sheet and to continue to move forward. Then you want it off the policy too. Correct, correct. Again, if you're funding it aggressively, you don't have to, but we show people what it will look like if you don't pay that loan back, if you pay interest only forever, and then if you do pay it back over a certain period of time. And mathematically, guaranteed, non-guaranteed, whatever assumption rate you look at, it makes sense to pay it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it, yeah. it does. And the only time it, it really doesn't is if our goal is not to pay it back. And this kind of bridges into the third tier individual, third category, income. I'm taking income disbursements where I'll typically withdraw up to the cost basis, then begin to take loans. And I'm not paying the interest or the principal back. We'll solve it properly. Look at very conservative dividends and even the guarantees to make sure they don't run out of money or run into a, a lapse and a tax issue down the road. But that'd be the third individual, which we don't. We've got a couple people hitting that that time period now. Um, I've worked with people and I've I've worked for other individuals over the years. But personal clients. I mean, I'm I'm 32, turning 33 in a couple months. So the people we've worked with personally, a couple are into the policy seven, eight years. That was the, they were older, condensed funding, and now they're going to take income out. So we solve it properly, knowing how corporations do it. We just copy them from the design standpoint. Right. But yeah, that type of individual will take withdrawals and loans, but we don't. Um, they have no intention to pay anything back. Because no repayment. It doesn't make sense. Well, I'm going to take income and then pay something back. Like no, like. <laughs> and your your servicing team so. I'm your client. I've got a policy that's, you know, five, six years old. And I call in to the service group and say, I want to take a loan. Here's what the loan's for. Yeah. Not that I have to tell them what the loan's for, but, you know, I want a $100,000 loan. Um, I'd like to see the effects of, you know, interest only over the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, no loan repayment or interest repayment at all. And, you know, if I'm going to make these kind of sporadic payments, the your, your servicing group will go get enforced proposals that show those those scenarios, right? Correct. Correct. And that we still do that. Um, it's definitely become less now than it used to be only because that requests and just loan requests to say, if I take a loan, I want to see the impact if you're the client, which makes sense. I, I do, too. Um we've created and we don't have this available to the public it's just our clients it's a user package a portal that every client gets when they purchase a policy from us that goes through different companies different products short condensed videos but a lot of samples of individuals different ages of here's what a policy looks like when you take out loans and don't pay anything back pay interest only which gives them great just kind of oh that's how it works of course we still want to see it on our own but after working with someone so long typically the response we get is i know how it'll work and like we can still run that or we will on the annual annual review or upon their request They're like no i i get it and my plan is to do this anyway like i've seen it and that example spoke to my situation anyway in the the user portal repayment is better it, it is, especially if you're, active. I mean, if you want, you know, you, you digest enough content, you know, you can look at all the minutiae numbers and the detail, but you know, at the end of the day, logical common sense is going to tell you if I'm taking money out of this thing in the form of a loan, um, I don't have to pay anything because of the way this is structured, but everything's going to perform a lot better if I make yeah. this whole yeah, big time. You know, where I've seen, and you've probably seen this more than me, so many agents and clients especially get into trouble is when they use the sales pitch and actually put it into action as far as allowing the dividends on a whole life, or you really see it with IULs, the interest earned on, a, on an IUL, that will always exceed the loan interest. 
So you can borrow, you don't have to worry about it because the compounding will exceed the interest due. And that may very well be true on an illustration and you can make it look beautiful and people think, hey, free money, that's a great thing. Yeah. But when we look at it in reality, this is the thing that no one sees and where the life insurance industry has gotten pummeled in the past because of it. And I feel like it's starting to happen again in some areas is that's where issues happen because an agent's usually not ill-intentioned. They say, hey, this should work just based off of everything I see here. Typically, the agents in the business, they're either brand new or they're in for like five years, eight years and haven't seen this is more so with IULs, the policies not pan out as projected, as illustrated. They always under deliver because of all the things out of our control. And now you're in trouble with this big loan balance and interest that exceeds the interest earned. Um, whole life, it used to be an issue, but where loan interest rates and dividends are now, nobody even tries to illustrate it. So it's not so much an issue, an issue anymore. But the one thing is like insurance companies know what they're doing. They are very, very good at making money, profitability, and agents can do a phenomenal job as well. But to try and show something and just take out uh, basic discipline habits such as paying back loans or loan interest, like don't try and do that stuff. Like, and I'm not just saying that to poo-poo anyone that does that, but like it, it doesn't work. Um, Put yourself in the best position for future success. You know, I mean, you just yeah, if yeah. you. If you look at high level CEOs and big companies that started out the same area as you and I, like Jeff Bezos driving to the post office to mail his packages out, um, they'll pay their debts off. They don't try and leverage money to get ahead faster because it doesn't it doesn't work. I mean, when you look at the numbers, you can make it look good and potentially work, but it just it frightens me when I see that. And, you know, the individual feels they can do it. Like, okay, it might work. I don't want to throw cold water on a strategy. But if it doesn't work, it's like this is your life savings or money you have going in here that can really hurt someone down the road. That's where lawsuits pop up in the life insurance industry. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. awesome. Sorry for that tangent. No, no, not at all. No, it's, it's important to, uh, you know, to delve into some of this stuff. I mean, you know, a lot of times at the end of the day, um, you know, we try and come up with, with, you know, best strategies and best case design. And, you know, I think some of our products and some of our um, uh, concepts that we work with are yeah. just fantastic vehicles. At the end of the day, though, you know, you got to apply some logical common sense and, and you know, really, put, like I said, put yourself in the, in the best spot for future success, yeah. you know, and, and you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, common sense will tell us at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So listen, if you are listening to this and you want to learn more about permanent life insurance, about cash value life insurance, you can look up Steve Parisi and IBC Global on YouTube. Steve's got some fantastic content on there. Uh, my name is Mike Courtney. I'm with Mass Mutual, Eastern Pennsylvania, whole life leader in the industry. And we'll be back next week for some more conversation. Thanks, Steve. Likewise. Thanks so much, Mike. See you.